The summer months are often a time when families travel together, perhaps vacation, a family reunion, or just a quick trip to grandma's house. These road trips can either be miserable or days when wonderful memories are made. What a picture of all of life. We are just passing through this world and families must learn how to enjoy the Lord and one another as we make the journey together. We are taking a summer road trip through the book of Philippians, the book of Christian joy, and discovering principles to help our homes. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Are you a joyful Christian? And is your home a joyful home? If I wanted to really know the answer to that question, I wouldn't ask you, and I would not ask your pastor. I would ask the people that live with you. I'd ask your spouse, your children. You see, none of us are any better Christian than the Christian we are in the privacy of our own home. And the reality is those who truly know whether the Christian life is being lived out in our family or not are those we live with every day. We're studying Philippians chapter 3. In our last study, we laid a little foundation, a groundwork for it, because I pointed out to you that Philippians 3 is all about Christ. It begins with Christ, and it ends with Christ, and everything in between is all about Christ. So if you want to have a Christian home, you have to have Christ in his rightful place. We're going to walk through the chapter, and let's begin today where Paul does in Philippians 3 verse 1 with these words, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. So here's the first great truth. And remember, it is the, the full truth of the book of Philippians. It is what one of my Bible teachers, Dr. Frank Sales, used to call a clincher truth. <laughs> that is, that's the hook. Uh, it's the thing that drives it home. This is really what the book is all about. And it is this, learning to find our joy in Jesus Christ. You know, there's a world of difference between happiness and joy. Happiness works from the outside in. For example, there's an old word called happenstance. It's the idea of circumstance and chance and what goes on around us. It's what happens to us. And so with all the happenings of life, sometimes good things happen around us and people are nice. Aren't those pleasant days? And so if your life is lived based on happiness, it is rooted in what happens to you, what someone does for you. It's external. Hopefully you've lived long enough to know that those feelings come and go. They can't be trusted. Joy is the exact opposite. Joy never starts on the outside. It starts on the inside and works its way out. It is not rooted in what happens. It is rooted in who Jesus Christ is. Joy is not something you work up. It's something God puts in. And notice the great truth. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Now, the most obvious thing is he's writing to believers because he calls them brethren. So you cannot know the joy of Jesus Christ without knowing Jesus Christ. That's the most obvious truth. Uh, if you're listening today and you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus, you will never know the joy of Jesus Christ. You may know some measure of happiness in this life, but you will never know true and lasting and full joy apart from Jesus. So you've got to come into the family. You have to have your sins forgiven. I urge you today to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But then you can be a Christian and be positively miserable. Ask me how I know. Because I've been there, and I know people who are there. He's even writing to the brethren to remind them that they must choose joy, and they must obey the command to rejoice in the Lord. You see, joy 
has to be rooted in the right things. Or maybe in the context here, it's better to say it must be rooted in the right person. How easy it is for us to begin to root our joy in circumstance and in people and in things and in how we feel. And yet, my friend, all of that ebbs and flows. There's only one constant in life, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why again and again, in the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul, writing from a prison cell and writing to a group of people who are living in a very wicked city, comes back again and again to the truth that we must choose to rejoice in the Lord. Let's walk through the first three verses today and see how our joy can be in Christ in our homes. He begins this way, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. So first of all, I would point out to you that there's joy in God's truth. Joy is always connected to truth. Uh, deceit, lies, huh, I'm telling you that's a miserable way to live, but truth is liberating. Truth is freedom. Truth is joyful. Uh, if you want joy, you must have God's truth. So the Apostle Paul immediately connects the rejoicing of the Lord to telling them these truthful things. And he says to them, I make no apology. He said to write the same things to you. Uh, these are not grievous for me. They are safe for you. I've actually marked in my Bible the word same and the word safe. Would you like to keep your family safe, your home safe? Uh, that's more than, uh, than bearing arms. That's more than having a security system. Uh, that's more than the neighborhood watch. No, he's referring here to the spiritual safety, what keeps you from the wicked one, what keeps you from the world system, what keeps you from your own fleshly failures. It's truth. And he says the same things are the safe things. In a world of novelty where everybody wants to hear some new thing, I tell you, we need to return to the eternal truth of the Word of God. The Word of God should be front and center in your home, and I mean by that much more than it sitting on the dining room table or the living room coffee table. Instead, the Word of God must be at the heart of your home. Read it, discuss it, meditate on it. Uh, turn to it when there are questions because there is joy in the truth of the Word of God. Then immediately in verse 2, he says this, Beware. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. There's not only joy in God's truth. There is joy in his warnings. It almost sounds opposite, doesn't it? You would think of warning as being an unhappy thing. But he says, no, no. There's great joy in this warning because this warning is going to keep you from evil. It's going to keep you from the wrong things. On our family farm where I grew up, I can still see those posted warnings. Beware, no trespassing. Sometimes I'll go to a home and I'll see a sign that says, Beware of dog. Well, that's exactly the phrase Paul uses. And the dogs here are not literal dogs. They're the animals that we're trying to bring false doctrine into the church. He warns against them, these evil workers. He calls them the concision. There's a little play on words here. Uh, they were religious people who wanted to make so much of circumcision and religious rites, but they had missed Jesus. He's warning them. There is joy in watching the warning signs. There is joy in obeying the word of God. And then ultimately in verse 3, he says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Now, we'll come back to this verse in our next study, but don't miss this. 
There is joy in his word. There is joy in his warnings. And there is joy in worship. May I tell you, there is nothing quite as joyful for a believer as being conscious of God's presence, as being near the Lord and knowing the Lord is near you. And that's what Paul says here. He says, look, we're not just a bunch of religious people going through the motions and mechanics of it all. We worship God. We we rejoice in Christ Jesus. All our joy is in Jesus. He is the sum and the substance of our joy. He's the origin and the object of our joy. It's all about Jesus. Have you lost the joy in your home? If you have, go back to the Word of God. Spend time in it. Go back to the warning signs. Have you been obeying them or have you been disregarding them? And then go back to the simple worship of Jesus Christ. Worship God individually. Worship God collectively as a family uh, in a church this week. And worship God even privately as a family in your home. But worship the Lord. Worship will put fresh courage and joy back in you. Do you remember those disciples coming back so excited the devils were subject to them? And Jesus said, don't rejoice in that but rather rejoice because your names are written down in heaven. Find your joy in eternal things. Find your joy in your home in Jesus Christ. What can you take away from this study of God's Word? Where do you need to apply truth to your own life and family? God's Word is the guidebook for this journey of life, and we sincerely pray that you will follow it. Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org for additional resources for your home and Christian life. Plan to join us again on our next study and encourage all of your family to make the summer road trip with us. May God bless you and those you love today.